This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. Again, 603-283-6160. Oddly enough, the state of New Hampshire is the first state that I'm aware of, that I have lived in. I've lived in a bunch of states. And, and like, lived in is sort of like, yeah, and maybe I was there for, like, eight weeks, and I call it I lived there, you mm-hmm. know, kind of a thing. But it's the first state I've lived in with just the one area code. Oh, ah, yeah. Mm. You know, Washington State has, like, I think four now. Right, Wisconsin's got a bunch, right? These are the main states yeah. that I've sort of... Yeah, I remember. Florida's got a bunch. Connecticut, which, which is where I'm originally from, way back in the day, but we're talking, I think, at least 30 years ago, it used to just be 203. Yeah. Then when they came out with the 860, that was a big deal. Right. The area code split, yes. as they're called. Yeah, I, I remember when... Denver had finally grown too big for a single area code. <laughs> well, uh, and, they, and mind you, the old 303s are still the coveted numbers in uh, that the, place. The, the OG. Yeah. Uh, before we go on, are you tired of the oppressive rules and moderation of the big tech social media sites? Yes. I know I am. Our Mastodon server at social.freetalklive.com can set you free. Mastodon is free, open source, decentralized, and federated. Multiple apps are available for iOS, Android, Windows, Mac, and Linux. Social.freetalklive.com. Social.freetalklive.com. All right. Uh, Let's see. What do we got going on here? We want to talk more about that. Uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. I believe this is me, Rob, from Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> Hi, Captain. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, brother. What's on your mind? All right. So uh, uh, I have a couple of things I want to share, but I want to, if it's okay with you, I want to gloat for a minute. Is that okay? Uh, uh, all right. Go ahead. It's Free Talk Live. I'll tell you. Okay. So, uh, you know, for the last month, maybe a little longer, uh, I've been smoking, you know, my cannabis using these Captain Kick-Ass papers, and i got to tell you. It, 100% hemp, by the way. I'm sorry, I got, I got to, while you're gloating, I have to just tell people that the Captain Kick-Ass rolling papers are 100% hemp, uh, and they're available in Keene, New Hampshire at both Mighty Moose Mart locations. See right, what happens, Rob? You start bragging, it gets contagious. Go on. 
But uh, the thing that I like about them is that, you know, they're not, they got this kind of flavor to them. They, they were a little bit darker than a white paper, but they got this kind of funny taste to them that I like, you know. Can't really quite explain it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, I hope that's a positive. Yeah. It is. <laughs> All right. It is. All right. It's definitely a positive. <laughs> but, uh, uh, that, well, that, that just, you know, like I said, I, anyone that, if you get a chance to use these papers, you got to go use them. They're really, really good. <laughs> Oh, That's right. Bro. I suggest everyone come to Keene, New Hampshire. <laughs> go to the Mighty Moose Mart, <laughs> or, or I guess I, uh, you can get them online. I, well, you used to like. I never sold them online. I only sold them as part of like a bundle. Ooh. So, like, I have on. Uh, I think my Bandcamp site. You can get there at CaptainKickass dot com. You can get to all this stuff. But I have a bundle where it's like. Uh, you get the EP, EP yeah. which is the USB card thing with all the special, the videos are on it mm. and all that kind of crap. Uh, there's some extra musical stuff on there too. You get the EP, you get a t-shirt, you get rolling papers, all for 40 bucks. Mm. It's a good so deal. It's a pretty sweet yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, it, when people <laughs> order just like the physical EP, and it's just 20 bucks for the EP, um, I was including uh, two packs of the rolling papers uh, when you order that, just free. Mm. Uh, but I've I've kind of run out. The only inventory left is at the Mighty Moose Marts right now. Well, I know where there's plenty of those papers, and if I want to go buy a stack of them, I will. Nice. There you That's go. Right. All right. What else, hey, Rob? So uh, I wanted to share something with you, and that is is that. I found out recently in New Hampshire that, you know, the public libraries, like in over in Concord, they have a, a, a public law library. Yeah. And mm. last week, or it may have been maybe a week and a half ago, now, now the public libraries in New Hampshire, not all of them, but a few of them now carry, you know, a law library. In other words, you go to a library and there's a computer there and you can do the same kind of research there like as if you were going to go over the Concord. And Keene is one of those libraries. Is that new? Yes. It's only been out for about a week and a half. Oh, man. Yeah. In fact, I just found it. Uh, City of Keene. This is a... Uh... KeenNH.gov. The state of New Hampshire Judicial Branch is partnering with the Keene Public Library to provide access to Westlaw and small collections of legal titles beginning in February of 2024, which, well, that's like that's now, 10 days ago. <laughs> uh, the public library will add on to its non-circulating reference collection, two law book collections, etc. and so on, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, nice find, Rob. Yeah, absolutely, and I would recommend, you know, to all of our libertarian friends that, you know, uh, check out your local libraries. It's not just in Keene. There's other libraries out there that have this same kind of connection, but not all of them. But my opinion is they all should be. I couldn't you agree know? with you more. I think that uh, having, uh, as much as I don't like what I call the second set of books, right? This is like how the the mechanisms of law actually works after you've been accused or attacked by the state for something. Like uh, it's it's difficult enough for you to navigate that without any knowledge. Uh, if you can have a resource that provides you with some of that knowledge, I'm all for it. Even though it comes exactly. via the state, yeah. like I think that, like my first thought is, 
why the hell hasn't then been the, ca- the case the whole time? Mm. You know, like it, it's about time, and hopefully that expands. Exactly, and uh, it will benefit a lot of people. And and you know, moving on from that subject, it it leads me into this next subject, sort of the same scenario. And I've been uh, looking into you know these AI bots, artificial intelligence, you know, blended with uh, quantum computing. Yeah. And, man, oh, man, I'll tell you what, it, it's a lot to take in. But I, I, it, there's no question in my mind this is a thing. It really is. Uh, I'm going to push back on that one. Uh, okay. So quantum computing, uh, uh, from the research that I've done, it is so early. Like, at this point, they may may have uh, calculated the function of a two-digit number slightly faster than the ordinary way. Mm. It's possible. We're not totally sure, but it's two digits. So, like... Well, I'm I'm not a, you know, an expert in quantum computing or AI, but what I've been learning is that it's going to, you know... uh, you know, if you're a lawyer out there, you're you're done. You're toast. You know. <laughs> oh, that's just, that's true about AI for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, AI. I mean, the the pushback I have on that is like it's not like the general AI like they promised. You know, it's not Skynet and Terminator. Uh, but yeah, it absolutely does. Is it Star Trek where I can like be roaming around my house or <laughs> ship or whatever and be like, computer, please calculate the ingredients needed for me to make this souffle. Uh, just about, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it absolutely does uh, just annihilate the utility of attorneys for the most part. Because that's basically their job is to know a bunch of stuff that is completely useless except when the state is coming after you. And we can just have the have the machine do it. It, it you know, if you've ever been to the Concord Law Library before, that place, just with a library alone... It's enormous. I mean, there's so many books, you know, and one of these AI bots, you know, they're saying that, you know, it's a JD. I mean, it knows, you know, all of the rules and laws of district court, superior court, Supreme Court, appellate courts. It knows it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's court. and that's the and that's the thing that uh, basketball court. Yeah, like a human is not going to be good at knowing every case that has ever happened. You you get lucky by oh well, I studied enough of cases that are in this particular niche. Right. Whereas there that's might be some got, other case uh, that, attorneys who specialize. Yeah, exactly. Right. Whereas there might be some other case that it just so happens that also has to do with this, but it's in this you know usually other part of law, and AIs are perfect at that they just run through the entirety of case law and yeah they might give you some garbage information but you can use your human brain to weed through a little bit of garbage and go wow here's all of this that no person could have ever handed me i and rob i'll give you a chance in a minute but because peakless you brought it up we've talked about you and i specifically have talked about how there are so many laws regulations statutes whatever the term is you want to use 
for like demands the state puts upon people. Mm-hmm. And it could be local, could be county, could be city, could be town, could be state, could be federal. There are so many of these that they actually can't be counted. Right. <laughs> Now, how does AI factor into that? Does is AI sort of the answer to all of that? That it knows how many laws, regulations, statutes, and you know, et cetera that there are. Well, if you have plugged every single one of them into it, then yeah, yeah. then yeah, AI is actually right. capable of calculating how many laws there are. Wow! Yeah, if yeah. you've plugged all of them into it. All right. Oh, let's give Rob a chance. Go ahead, Rob. Well, well, I mean, um, it, it won't be no problem for it to plug into it. I mean, all of those law books that are over in Concord, I mean, it could it could breeze right through those, no mm-hmm. problem at all, and and spit out answers in in you know seconds, if not you know within the first few minutes, and that's just incredible. And I think it's a it's a game changer. My, yes, me. My question though is. Okay, so you have the sort of the factual things. Mm-hmm. How do you? How does AI, uh, for example, apl- know or that the exact circumstances of whatever case you're bringing or situation exactly fit what's in the database? Well, it and doesn't. That, that, right. So I mean, that's the that's well, the ju- that's, that's, that's the judgment part of and, it. Right. Right. right so yeah. that's that's the 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 trade off. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you need the human judgment to look at that and yeah. say, no, that's nonsense. Right. Because because yeah. that's the thing. The AI will give you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will give you some garbage, but it will also give you some nuggets of information that no human being could possibly hand to you. Okay. Yeah. W- what I think is going to be amazing down the line. So consider podcasts. Right. Mm-hmm. How many podcasts are there? Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. How many episodes of those podcasts are there? Nobody yeah. knows. What was discussed in them? A human brain could never know. But we can actually reach the point where, like, at least a significant enough chunk of all of the podcasts can be part of the library that an AI is accessing. Mm-hmm. So when you ask, hey, what have people figured out about this? They can comb through this immense library of human knowledge from all of these different perspectives and give you some sampling of what they found. And then the AI can create its own podcast. Oh, that's that's already happened. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so... Do we not need podcasts? How anymore? do we know that Rob the no, caller? No, we still need humans and their content. How do we know that Rob the caller is not an AI? Ah, that's true. I, I would be surprised <laughs> if he got replaced. <laughs> Rob, have you been stolen and replaced with an exact duplicate? Jeez, uh, hope you hope Ray pulled me out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Rob, thank you for the call, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, and that one's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That one's a real tricky one because, you know, our listeners at the moment, how do they know that we're not AIs, right? Mm -hmm. That's a tricky one. Hopefully by as many times as I screw up and almost cuss. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, but a good AI would have figured out, well, let's see, there's this ratio of having to dump himself. Correct. So I will randomly assign that every (laughs) 1,000... I wonder if I'm the only host of Free Talk Live that's had to dump himself. No, no, I'm I'm sure you're not. And I know for a fact Ian has had to. He's dumped himself? Yeah. I know he's dumped others. Yeah. But I don't recall him actually dumping himself. 
I mean, I've been listening for quite some time now. I haven't heard every episode, of course. If only there were like an AI that we could <laughs> ask this question of that could filter through all of the episodes and be like, no, actually, it was on uh, you know September fifteenth of you know two thousand and one, and this uh, Friday night episode of Free Talk Live where Ian did dump himself. Yeah, of course the. Uh the problems of AI are something that, to some extent, we can use AI to fight. So, like, hey, AI, is this you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Like, if- my analysis shows that wow. since this is this, 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 and this, this is, in fact, a deep fake. All right, thank you, AI. Okay, now I envision, like, a league of AI fighters, mm. right? It's AI versus AI. It's kind of like the WWE but with it's the like, WWAI, like, like anti the world wrestling the artificial AI anti AI. And I also and it wonder. It's worth uh, realizing that we are still pretty early on in this stuff. So yeah, like a lot of this is possible, but it'll be a long time before we get developed. And like a lot of what AI is doing is stuff that I thought they were going to come out with pretty quick after the internet existed, and it's taken us decades to get here. I also wonder because uh, Free Talk Live currently has a number of female hosts and co-hosts. Uh, and Free Talk Live has traditionally, throughout the years, had some number of female presence, either first chair, second chair, whatever it is. So I'm, I would be curious as to what the numbers are regarding the dumping, right? Like, is it are dudes more dumped for cussing than than the chicks? You know, what are the what, what are the numbers as far as the sexes are concerned, right? Mm. Do, do dudes get dumped more than chicks? Now, uh, to be fair. There's probably been more of a male presence, at least in libertarian circles, than there has female presence. But I don't know that that's necessarily true about Free Talk Live. If it is, it's it's very slightly above, you know, uh, like the the male to female ratio. The male would be dominant uh, as far as the number of males that have been on this show versus the number of females. But I mean, I recall like when I was listening religiously back in the Seattle area, uh, folks like uh, Allie and Ellen. Right, always on here. There was uh, there was a bunch of people that like were here for a minute and then and then left. You know what I mean? They went on to do other things, uh, and so you know, I'm I'm curious. Is like how many of them slipped up once in a while and like failed the FCC test? <laughs> there was a uh, uh, back in the Seattle area. There was a a drive time show at uh, the 5 p.m. hour, four to you know 5:30 something like that, and uh, there was this guy. He was called the Ted Smith because mm. he's such a you know common name. They had to throw the in front of it to make him special. Somehow. They used to play this game called Ted versus the FCC. <laughs> <laughs> and what they would do is they would have listeners write in tongue twisters. <laughs> right. And oh, my gosh, were the listeners ever super creative? You know, the first couple of times you got the she sells seashell, yeah. you know, that kind of uh-huh. uh, Mary, Mary sitting in the sewing shop all day long. She sits and sews all day long. She sews and sits. Right? They're rudimentary. But like as time went on, these things got complicated. And so, like, you know, there was obvi- there were like a, like we are a three person team. So there was one. One guy just manning the dump button, just waiting for the tongue twister to go awry, and they would have to, you know, press the button and hit the buzzer or whatever when he failed. But if he got through it, then, like, some money went to charity or something like that. I thought that was pretty awesome. All right. Let's swing back to this article from Reason where we were talking about cops arrested a guy for fictitious traffic violation because he flipped them off. 
the bird is the word, as they say. Uh, the gentleman in question, Mr. Fugenshu, uh, has sued the cops for a litany of constitutional violations. They argued that they were shielded by qualified immunity. Last Saturday, U.S. Chief Magistrate Judge Helen C. Adams rejected that defense, ruling that a jury should hear Fugenshu's allegations because it might reasonably conclude that Steinkamp and Minahan ignored constraints that should be familiar to every police officer in the country. So, hmm. I mean, win for free people in this case. Yeah. As far as her ruling that, like, oh, at least the, the, the case should be heard, right? Uh, because the cops are like, no, 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 we're immune. <laughs> Hide behind our you know mythical badge of immunity. Mm-hmm. We were just being police, keeping you all safe by arresting the guy for flipping us off. The decision was a small victory for civil liberties, and the abuses that Fugenshu suffered pale beside the sort of outrageous police conduct that tends to attract national attention. But this run-of-the-mill case nicely illustrates the wide discretion that the Burrito Supreme Court has given police officers to harass motorists for no good reason. Leeway that cops nevertheless manage to exceed on a regular basis. The facts of the traffic stop are mostly undisputed, conceded by police officers and or verified by dash and body cam footage. Steinkamp and Minahan pulled Fugenshu over after he stopped at a red light, signaled a right turn, and turned onto 30th Street. When Steinkamp approached Fugenshu's car, he initially refused to explain the justification for the stop. Instead, he ordered Fugenshu out of the car and handcuffed him. After Fugenshu asked numerous times why he was stopped, Steinkamp claimed Fugenshu had cut off a car that was moving north on the same street that he turned on. As evidenced by the fact that the driver had applied his brakes, Fugenshu disputed that account, which apparently irked Steinkamp, who then proceeded to... How dare you question us? Yeah, so once he got upset about that, he proceeded to bend Fugenshu over the hood of the patrol car, pull his handcuff arms up over his body behind him, and push his face into the hood of the car. Yeah, because putting someone in cuffs is totally how you deal with having to cut someone off in traffic. Yeah, or just really uh, upsetting you. But then he had the audacity to question me. Now it's time to hurt you. I'm going to shove your face right into the hood of your own car. Maybe dislocate a shoulder or two. You know, good police work. (laughs) Protect and serve. While frisking Fugenshu, Steinkamp asked if he had insurance, at which point Fugenshu began cursing at the cops. You're going to jail now, the cops responded. 603-283-6160. Have you been accosted by police for flipping them off? Do you flip them off on a regular basis? It's Free Talk Live. Give us a call. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live coming up. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com. News update. The White House rejects the special counsel's report, which details specific issues with Joe Biden's memory. At Friday's daily briefing, White House counsel spokesman Ian Sams says Robert Herr should not have said the president is an elderly man with a poor memory. We just reject that this is true. And, and I think that I think that it, it does raise questions about the gratuitousness and it raises, you know, makes you wonder why that's in there. In other news, folks across the United States busy shopping for Super Bowl snacks, stuff to put on the grill, chip and dip and plenty of beverages. And while the game is in play, there's been plenty of prep to keep everyone inside the stadium in Las Vegas safe. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Our priority is the safety and security of everyone in attendance, and that is what we are focused upon. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues... The medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy, says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live.
Welcome back, everybody. Yes, that is you. You. If you're hearing my voice, I'm speaking to you. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to Free Talk Live. If you're unfamiliar with our radio program, please visit freetalklive.com and find out more about what we do. Uh, Before we go on, I would like to tell you that Free Talk Live is brought to you by ForkFest. ForkFest is happening June 13th through the 16th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. ForkFest is also decentralized, so there is no ticket cost, and no one is in charge. For more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website, forkfest.party. Again, forkfest.party. Come and find me. I'm not hard to spot. (laughs) Uh, Either fortunately or unfortunately, depending on my mood (laughs) and the time of day. (laughs) How many beers beers I've had or Jamesons, I guess. Uh, In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. (laughs) You didn't give me the joining me. I'm thrown off. Oh, Pigless Mountaineer. In the studio tonight. Wait, hang on. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Joining me. Pigless Mountaineer and. Kahuna. Did we get that right? (laughs) I mean, close enough. (laughs) What were you going to say? You were like, er, er. Did you have a new I, name that starts I, with an I R? Was, I was waiting for Reverend Captain Kickout. Oh, yeah. you were wanting to like, complete my name for me. I, I, I was. Right. Well, thanks, man. Got a whole, got a whole uh-huh. misfire here. Uh-huh. I feel so special. It's like, nope, back to the beginning. Special. Uh, before we go on, let's get this out of the way. We've got an unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Hey, Captain. Hey, Kahuna. Oh, God. Uh, but hey, Peekless. Uh, I think... I think your statement that rights are the only thing that uh, can generate peace is a fallacy. Uh, Good. The true cause of Good. Huh? The day you start agreeing with me, I start getting worried, man. I didn't agree with you. I said it's a fallacy. Yeah, I know. Did you hear I know. What I this, the oh. day that you start thinking that I'm on the right track, I get worried about my own thoughts. Oh, okay. So you're glad I'm disagreeing with you. I'm yes, sorry. yes. But the truth. The true cause of, you know, the, you, I think you would agree with me, the true cause of peaceful transaction is profitable trade. But I, I think... Well, what no, no, that's, that's what sustains it. Like, the, the fact that we profit off of each other is what sustains our peace. Mm-hmm. No, so that's where we disagree. I think it generates true peaceful transactions. But what I think anarcho-capitalists miss is that the profit incentives also can generate societal beneficial aggression as well. And that's why I think ANCAPs have uh, lost touch. Give us an example of this. Uh, Stealing, uh, uh, force, uh, aggressively transferring property for the benefit of society. As long as it's done when profit is in I'm, mind, when it's internal. I'm sorry, I'm looking right? for like Instead. a practical example of when this occurs. Yeah, this is a, uh, well, you can put numbers. I believe he's I talking about stealing concretely. stuff. Yeah. Well, that's not, yeah. that's not a function of ANCAP society. In, in particular. Um, I think he's accusing us capital. of believing that uh, the desire to have more stuff doesn't lead to people stealing stuff. 
No, but okay. So, but um, it's just so instead I of can, desire can, to have can, more stuff, he's saying the profit incentive. Yeah, I can think of one concrete example that actually happened in history. It's when uh, America, like, maybe stole some land from the Indians. This is, I, I call, maybe just, as long as the profit incentive, like, so when you're spending other people's money to do so, it becomes somewhat immoral because it's really unprofitable when you don't. Yeah, you're, you're totally uh, missing the, the entire thing, man. We're saying that the profit incentive can be turned toward good if and only if those interactions are voluntary. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't misunderstand. That's why I think you're going wrong. The, uh, it's the profit incentive itself that you should hold as as the true principle. No, not that's insane. The means toward it, which should be also not, arbitrary. Not it's like, only a means. Like so, here's the thing: what counts as a profit? Arbitrary. What counts as profit as what I want is completely subjective. No, that's. I don't want to get. I mean, we can get into that, but I don't think a, a value is objective. Value is determined ultimately by evolution. It punishes. No, that's ridiculous. Based upon how no, well. so so uh, being treated in a certain way is valuable to one person and a negative value to another. I mean, just look at like okay, so uh, like tickets to the Super Bowl, Wait. right? We said we weren't going to talk about this tonight, but we're going to tickets to the Super Bowl, the big what, game. What what makes the price of those things so far more astronomical than the price to any other sporting event on planet Earth? Right? It's because the hypothetical. It's it no. It's it's a real tangible thing. You go look it up right now. If you want to buy a ticket to tomorrow's game, you can do so has, if you're willing to pay an extreme price. We're talking ten, twenty, so fifty, a hundred thousand dollars. Now, why has that price escalated? So it's because of supply and demand. Surprise. Oh yeah, that's that's not uh, well. That's like you're, now you're getting into price theory. Well, so demand demand is a function yeah, of subjective value, yes. right? So so that's that's yes, where your demand comes from. So yes, I don't value, value that function. Like I would not take value. a Super Bowl ticket for a single cent. It is not worth a penny to me uh, if I have to actually use the thing. Uh, except yes, that I know that it's subjectively valuable to other people. Yeah, but subjective value is only approximate pro- cause to uh, demand. The ultimate cause of even subjective value is objective value. You reference objective reality, right? It's the physical properties of the good and the circumstances in which it's consumed that dictate dictate what you even think of what your expected value is. See, the Austrians confuse language. They turn what academics call expected value into value in order to justify the non-aggression principle and not aggressing against someone, not questioning their decisions. And that's why I think Austrian economics is a deceiver. They're not here to educate. They're here to convince you that uh, laissez-faire policy is what to do. And I'm for... Okay, thanks for the call. Man, like, that, it's exhausting, just, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Well, because no matter no matter what you say, it ain't right, dude. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's, that's basically you could say like, that, and that's 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 the message. Like like to be truthful, when it comes to something like uh, tickets to something like a Super Bowl, yeah, those people who are willing to spend the buku bucks, you know, fifty thousand, yeah. hundred thousand dollars to get a ticket to get into the game, they're not they're not paying for the game. 
They're really not. They're paying for the memory that will be created of them attending a thing that happens once a year. And and that's not – sometimes it's just the prestige, right? Right. In other words – I went to the Super Bowl. Oh, you went to the Super Bowl? Wow, man. I I want to go to the Super Bowl sometime before I die. Right. You know? Bucket or, list, whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, there. It's it goes beyond just X number of tickets available, Y number of people want it. Right. Okay. Right. That's Well, that's like why people don't all drive Hyundais. Instead, some people drive mm-hmm. Cadillacs. Right. Right. Because, like, while the value of getting from point A to point B might commonly be X, you know, let's call it, you know, $5,000, the value of getting from point A to point B in luxury Mm -hmm. is worth more to some people. Some people, yep. Subjective value. Right. Exactly. Well, and what Skeeter doesn't realize is that since. It is subjective. While he believes in his heart of hearts that what he has to say is objectively valuable. Like it just is valuable because it is correct and it is with evolution itself. Here I am having a negative evaluation of continuing to hear your thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like I think the... (laughs) Mm, the subjective value of Skeeter's uh, chronic calling uh, and, and whining and complaining and, uh, you know, otherwise strawmanning of many things, uh, like, is a detriment, potentially, to some of our listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and unfortunately, uh, some callers are just incapable of having a conversation. And as he's, as he's you know, personally pointed out, he cannot transition from saying a thing to listening to a thing. He, he's just not yeah. capable of doing right. that. And that's what we need to do in order to talk to each other. Right, because he'll say something and then you'll respond. Right. No, what you don't understand is, and then blah, 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 blah. Right, and if you, if you try and say uh, a question, it... He can't shift gears and actually listen to what you're saying, Mm -hmm. think about it, and then Mm -hmm. respond to what you're saying. And he's certainly not our only caller that that's the trouble with. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not picking on him. Yeah, that's true. And, like, like to some extent, uh, he has shown propensity to think. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's always welcome. To to sew concepts together, Mm -hmm. right? And go, oh, if this, then that's, right? X equals, you know, like logic commands, basic uh, computer programming comes to mind, right? If this, then that, and, you know, then go to 10 or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Back in the day for all you old school programmers out there. You know, and and, and we think about this at a high level, right? These are all theories. We're talking about economic theories, theories of value, so, uh, and we can argue which one we think is the best or makes the most sense. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're all theories. Yeah. So it's not Skeeter's right, Peakless wrong, right? I mean, we can we can argue the merits, but it's it shouldn't be that type I mean, of conversation. I mean, I might think that, but like, you, you, you might, might not. You might, well, you're right. You might I think mean, that in your brain, but like, I, I, think, I think you can argue the merits without it having sure. to be either or. So I think that subjective value is both theoretically sound... Okay. And objectively verifiable. Okay. Consider Dogecoin. <laughs> All right. Why is that why is that so valuable? Oof. It's not because it has to do with our evolution. It doesn't make us more evolutionarily fit to like the coin with the dog on it. 
It's no. cool, man. Well, it's because there's subjective value. Right, right. And part of that subjective value is having a sense of humor. Right. And who's to say how valuable a joke is? Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, oh, the, you, the you can't put a number on it, but show. here we are putting a number <laughs> on it. So, yeah, it, it's both it's both theoretically sound because if you actually think about it, that is where value comes from mm-hmm. is the experiencer. Like Skeeter, yep. if you're still listening, when I ask for like an example of what you're trying to illustrate, I mean a specific uh, real life tangible uh, example, right? Like that, that I can wrap my brain around with specific things. That's why I used like the Super Bowl thing, right? Because that's popular in the news right now. Everybody's talking mm-hmm. about that crap. But we could also use something like real estate, right? Yes. Have yes. you ever heard of a motivated seller? Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So here's a here's a guy who's got a, a house that he bought in I don't know 1978 for twenty five thousand dollars, right? Right, and now it's two thousand and twenty four. And that same house is going on the market for $300,000, right? I'm just using numbers for a tangible example, right? Now, uh, he claims, or at least in the ad or the real estate agent representing him, claims to be a motivated seller. What does that mean? That means that, like, he might be asking for three hundred, but my take is that, like, he might come down to two hundred, two fifty. So, you know, he, he might come in a little less if I come in with I'm pre-approved or I got an all-cash offer or something like that. Yeah. Now, I've also seen, because I've monitored the real estate market for a number of years now, at least locally, right, in the New Hampshire, southern, southwestern New Hampshire area, oftentimes there are people who will list a place, again, for, let's say, $300,000, some period of time will go by, a month, two months, three months, and they'll lower their price. I'm no longer asking 300 Now I'm asking 250 for the same house. Mm-hmm. Why did the value change? Well, because they're motivated to yeah. sell. So now what they thought was the highest value for that property they could get, turns out it wasn't, at least in the period of time yeah. in which they wanted to sell it. So now they've lowered the price in order to garner somebody who is a suitor yeah. to purchase that property. Yeah, and, yeah. and one of the basic concepts is, so if you're in the middle of a desert, that one, that one bottle of water is going to be incredibly valuable to right. you. Yeah. Like, you will promise maybe a thousand hours of labor in exchange for that first bottle of water. Now, that second bottle of water is still pretty valuable, but it's not as valuable as the first. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, at some point, you're like, yeah, it's it's just really not worth my labor yeah. to get that 4,000th yeah. bottle of water. Yeah. Marginal utility. Right. So, what is that? And, and, marginal utility. Yeah, okay. it's, it's called marginal utility. Yeah. And what that really illustrates is that value changes from moment uh, to moment and even and, from example of the same interaction to then, example of the same interaction. Yeah, and then, I mean, then you can get into impar- imperfect markets and markets are very imperfect. Um, um, mm-hmm. for example, real estate, right? So you, and I've, I've experienced this myself. So you've, you're, you're, let's say you're selling a house, yep. right? And you've got two offers on the table. Okay. Offer, offer a is the higher offer. Okay. Um, by not a dollar, but you know, a meaningful amount to you, whatever that is. And offer B is less, but man, you just don't like the guy. Like, you know, you, the way, the way they presented the offer, Sort of you, rubs you the wrong way, and and you think, man, like going through the inspections and stuff with this guy on the other side is going to be a nightmare. And I just don't want to deal with that, man. I, I'm going through a divorce. I want to get rid of this house. Mm. 
I'm taking offer B, even though it's less money in my pocket, because I want it's going to be a smoother transaction. I, I value the simplicity of not having to deal with this guy. You value the smoother transaction yeah, yeah, over so, the right, larger right, numerical but, but, dollar. Right, but somebody from the outside that didn't necessarily know all the facts and just look at the numbers. Well, you, why do you take B? It was it's twenty thousand less. That's right. crazy. You got robbed. Yeah, whatever, yeah you right, got yeah. you got why taken. Did you man. choose to you get got, robbed. You got taken, man. You could have got so much more. Right. Yeah. So. And imperfect information is also a part of that. So, like, you know, that that guy might not bring his uh, uh, price down from from 300,000 to 250,000 if he knows that similar things on the market are going for Mm 350,000. Right. But if he doesn't know that, then there he is cutting his price because Mm -hmm. he thinks that he can't sell this, at least, you know, in the time that he wants, because he has imperfect information. Mm -hmm. And, like, all it's this. It's this complex living organism that is in flux, yeah. and that's how reality works. And that's how markets move. Yeah. Yeah. Markets move, I, I think, primarily because of imperfect information. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and this is why, like, historically, from the very beginning, there's always been a conflict between uh, uh, people who are very focused on, like, sort of the warrior ethic and, like, mm-hmm. codes of honor and that, like, rigidity sort of thing, which, you know, a mm-hmm. certain amount of is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they hate merchants. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they just hate merchants because there you are coming to compromises and moving around and being flexible. And that's the exact opposite of their principle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's move on. Let's go to, I believe this is Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep, you're on the radio. Hey, it's really nice to have a call and show again. So I did talk to Bonnie on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and so you guys are on Saturday. But are you live on Sunday? No? Yes. Yes, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday are our current live days. Wow, that's really wonderful. So I just wanted to say that, um, you know, there has been um, a lot of uh, demand for natural meat. I have noticed that. I guess people really could taste the hormones and the chemicals in the regular beef. So you mean like gra- like grass-fed beef, that sort of thing? Grass-fed, non-GMO, no organic, hormones, yeah. organic, right? Yeah, this has been yeah, a, a niche market that's been mm-hmm. growing for quite some time. You're right, Sarah. Yeah, you're right. And um, it's amazing. And then we even have like, I mean, they got these organic stuff at Vitamin Cottage. They got Whole Foods, but they all have organic meat. But we even have um, a local, I think, two all-natural just meat store that we have nice and yeah but they're not on the like a stock market or on anything and uh so but they're um but you could buy like pig feet uh um beef feet for collagen um they have tripe if you want it and they save so it's a all the butcher meat. shop i don't know it's an all-natural meat store cool. and then they have yeah. some all-natural stuff otherwise but it's mostly like a all natural meat that they freeze, but it's all frozen, you know. So, but yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I, having having been on the uh, the keto diet for a period of time, uh, mm-hmm. one of the requirements, at least of the diet that I was following, was that uh, if you do eat meat, that it should be 
uh, all you know, non-GMO, non-hormone, grass-fed, you know that kind of thing. Like basically, their their advice was buy the highest quality meat with yeah. the least amount of crap in it because it's better for right. you. Yeah, I I um, have some direct experience with this recently, and I I have to say that back in the day, I I thought all the organic um, stuff, that whole market was kind of a scam. Part of it was yeah. the pr- well, just. Part of it was the price. Part of it was I would see things that are organic packaged in plastic, which didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. But just recently, um, like within the last month, I hired a nutritionist oh, nice. trying to become uh, less big kahuna, more <laughs> kahuna, and um, have gotten educated on a lot of things as a nurse um, and a lot of data. And um, so now I'm kind of seeing the the purpose of it and the light and, and the reason for it. I'm trying to eat more of that type of stuff so um i got you know my my mind's been changed to some degree i'm still a little skeptical but um i'm learning yeah well and when it comes to expense too like you know if you're doing something like trying to watch your diet or subscribing maybe you're on a doctor uh you know specified diet or whatever like money is always an object so like if you're trying to do something but all you can afford is, you know, the regular ass meat you get at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's all you can afford, right? You right. got to eat, right? right. So, right. like, yeah. don't let that be a factor. But if you can uh, afford a little bit better quality in the meats that you consume, even part-time, even if it's mm-hmm. just, like, one thing a week that you buy that's a little higher quality than normal, uh, you're going to see benefits. Right. Yeah. I, would- well, you know, I, I had, um, uh, Richard had a friend that her sister winded up with some sort of cancer. So, and then she went to her friend's house to die. And uh, mm-hmm. what happened was that they they decided, like, she has to do organic. She doesn't have an option because she mm-hmm. is got cancer. And what I heard, like, um, maybe three or four months later, the cancer got reversed. Mm. So oh, wow. That's part of the first thing. Yeah, so that's the first thing. And and the thing about it is these, um, these hormone-fed... Um, like uh, Kate, I don't know that these regular meat, they're actually carcinogens. I mean, they're actually yeah. cancer causing. Oh yeah, There's, oh yeah. There- and, and and the thing is, you cannot simultaneously have cancer and a fully functional immune system. Yeah, cancer can only grow and thrive when you have a compromise in your immune system. And one of the things that can ca- that can cause that compromise is if you have a whole bunch of crap in the food that you're eating. The, the, the one thing, another thing, I think uh, that I've learned about is water. Okay, so I had oh, I, was, yeah. I was feeling bad, um, so I suspected where I was living the water wasn't so hot. And talking with people and getting tested, so I put a filtration system in, and I've started to feel better. But I, I had it tested, um, and actually there is a website out there where you can put in your own zip code, and you can learn about what's in your water. and yeah. re- rel- So it turns out, I mean, there are many bad things in that water supply. One of them was, was arsenic. <laughs> at at two, 256X, the legal limit, whatever, FDA limit or whatever. Wow. Um, so, you know, I, maybe that's part of the reason I feel better. But, I mean, I think water is is frightening in terms of what that could be doing to you depending on where you live and where you're getting wa- water from city water versus well water versus yeah i couldn't like. agree more look into wherever you live look into your your water supply yep. even if you have a well on your mm-hmm. own land have that crap tested oh, yeah see what's in it and then filter appropriately now 
sometimes you're going to overfilter, and and that's mm-hmm. sort of sad. But like, I would rather overfilter than not filter at all, particularly yeah. on a city-based water yes. system because they do not have your best interest in yeah, mind. The, yeah, the filters actually they filter out too much stuff, so the water is tasteless. So now I have to add. I think they're called fulvic, <laughs> fulvic minerals. You know, yep. A few drops to put minerals back in that are good. Hey, yeah, the, yeah, the hardest thing to get out of there is uh, uh, fluoride because it tends to be single atoms of oh, it. Oh, wow. And that literally turns your master gland in your brain into a tooth. Oh, Sarah, geez. thank you for the call. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Our number three of Free Talk Live is still to come. Don't go anywhere. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. 